Welcome to the Classy Ring Attire Podcast. I'm Joel. I'm Chris. And it's time to get classy. Let's do it. The reunion episode. We have all of our old hosts. I'm Chris. It's Joel. <laughs> the end. So, I want to talk to you about Batman. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> it's probably... I mean, I didn't really have anything to talk about wrestling anyway. So. Because... So, you know the character of Robin. I'm, I'm familiar. Yes, Batman yes. psychic, Robin teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, Dick Grayson. Yes. Uh, the basic genesis of the idea of Robin and to a great extent all of the sidekick characters Kid okay. Flash, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, uh, over on the Marvel side, mm-hmm. Bucky was a teenager right. in the original Captain America comics. Um, Hence the name Bucky. So yeah, they, they had teenage sidekicks. Um, DC Comics are a lot older, there's a lot more teenage sidekicks. But Robin and cohorts mm-hmm. uh, the idea was basically to give the character give the reader somebody to identify with right somebody to look at and be like oh that's me i'm you know yeah running around with batman da, 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 da. usually like a kind of a an outsider that's brought into the fold kind of like our, our window into this the world yes you know? yeah um so they did that they gave these characters these kids so that the kids who were the main readers of the comics would identify with them. Oh, boy. Right. I want, you know, I w- man, I wish I was Robin. Yeah. Getting, hanging around with Batman. And it really didn't work that way. Um, there's a reason why a lot of these guys, other than Robin, you don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah. When I talk about, you know, all these other characters. The teenage sidekick, you know, is not really a thing anymore. No. Um, and the reason it kind of fell by the wayside is... Kids wanted to be Batman. <laughs> right, and they had no desire to be the sidekick. Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, and, and it's not even the sidekick. It's just like the I'm, I'm not fantasizing about just being me, but, yeah. you know, my, I, I want to be the, the hero, the adult, the, you know. Mm-hmm. So kids still wanted to be Batman. They didn't want to be the, you know, the thing that was there for them to be like, oh, it's just like that, but you. Right. It's like, no, I just want to go ahead and be that thing. Right. And... That kept running through my mind this week as I watched all of these people come back on Raw in this, like, remember this guy? Mm -hmm. And all of these current Raw superstars being like, I'm just like you, but different, but for this age. Yeah. But, like, I'm you. I'm I'm the new you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, oh, I looked up to you, and I was very, you know, you're such a hero of mine. And it was just, it was such a big repeating thing that they hit on again and again this week. Yeah. Um that I just like launched and I was like, I don't wanna be the guy who wants to be the other guy. I'll just go ahead and skip that step. Yeah. Um when when I, you know, and the really obvious example right here is Kevin Owens. And I love Kevin Owens. Yeah. And I'm happy they're doing stuff with Kevin Owens. So I'm, you know, I don't even want to I'm, I'm hesitant to, you know... You don't want to put that out in the, the world that you're exactly. complaining any, but about like, anything. But, like, he's stone cold. We know he's stone cold. He's doing stunners. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> like, he's in Shane's vent, so, like... That's it felt like he was doing heel stuff, like, two, three weeks ago. <laughs> now he's, you know, uh, the voice mm-hmm. of the people, or, you know, or, or you know, doing the, what what is right or whatever against Shane or what, you know, like... like Stone Cold would do all these dastardly things 
and you know a lot of it was at Vince McMahon's expense and then you know when uh the Undertaker kidnapped Stephanie or whatever the first person to come to her aid was Stone Cold yeah and you know like it's essentially that character yeah um so he he's that character but it's this kind of thing where it's like well I can just go watch Stone Cold matches like you, you gave yeah. me this whole network. If if that's what we're gonna it's do, been reworked now. Yeah, I was like, I can, I I don't need to see somebody wishing they were Stone Cold. Yeah, um, that's great, but I can watch Stone Cold. I can watch The Rock. Yeah, I can watch Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or DX or whatever this great thing is, um, and so. I, I don't, on principle, hate... I know a lot of people just hate these Raw reunions and old-school Raws. And, yeah. Um, I, I don't, on principle. I On principle, I think, you know, this kind of, you know, bringing back the past, kind of like, just for one night special, remember good yeah. old boys kind of thing. Yeah. I Okay, yeah, sure. If you want to do, like, a one a year, this is their annual old-school yeah. Raw kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, yeah, sure. But when you basically only use it to highlight that you don't have any of this anymore right yeah and and not using any of that to the benefit of the people that are there every week uh i mean outside of you know um outside of mick foley and bray wyatt and then the next night with Shawn michaels involved with the the dolph ziggler miz segment yeah there was really nothing that really helped move things along for the current roster guys. I don't I, I don't even say like the phrase get somebody over or anything like that. Like right, it's just using this as a tool to move things along. And 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 we we are completely at a point where like even even at that I have to point out like yes that you know is better than everything else. But mm-hmm. even with the Dolph Ziggler segment, yeah. it was framed around this like you're a poor man Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. Yeah, like and they couldn't have gotten through that segment without you know, putting down somebody on the current roster. Well, well, not even that. It's just the comparison of you're very much like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Like, if you, as this, like, hey, audience, if you like Shawn Michaels, you'll like this guy. He's basically, and you're like, oh, I can just watch Shawn Michaels matches. Yeah. Like, they're all there now. So, if you, again, in, in the weekly. But then again, it's got everyone more talking about what Shawn Michaels did rather than. You know, I be don't, interested yeah. in, a, in a Ms. Dolph Ziggler feud. I, I don't want to watch people be like one of the greats. I want people to be one of the greats. Right. With um, their own identity, their own way of doing and, it. And yeah. and yeah, and again, just to the weekly, like, let's bring up CM Punk, who hasn't wrestled in five years. And CM Punk feels like the last time somebody was like, I'm going to be one of the greats of this business. Yeah. And it didn't have this weird kind of like, I'm going to be just like one of the greats of this right. business. He was actually like, he did, he went about it in a unique Well, way. He, he carved out what the character of CM Punk was, and right. it was this thing. And we, the audience, especially at the time, like, oh, he's the new Stone Cold because he says what's on his mind. And, you know, oh, he does this. And so he's the new whatever. But that was us trying to make those connections. That wasn't mm-hmm. the show or the wrestler trying to make those connections or build a persona off of something else, which is what is happening now, which is, you know, 
allotting time in the show to specifically say, like, ah, you're just like Shawn Michaels. Everything that's appealing about Shawn Michaels is also you. So all yeah. you Shawn Michaels fans, this is who you should like now. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, this guy's sticking it to the man with stunners. You guys like that, right? <laughs> it's like, well, no, we like that. Yeah, but <laughs> I can just watch Stone Cold matches. Right. Um, Which is the thing is, like, I can just read Batman comics. Like, I don't need this, you know, avatar to, like, make me identify with the character. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, that was one thing I wanted to bring up, and it was kind of a rumor kind of thing. Like, I, I uh, last week, I believe uh, Dan O'Brien said he had, like, an announcement to make, and he got interrupted, and or he, he didn't get interrupted. He just decided not to say it. It just didn't happen, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are thinking that what is going to happen is he is deciding to go to 205 Live to okay. help get that show over. Okay. Um, like, on one hand, that's an entire roster that Dana Bryan, for the mo- most part, hasn't had matches with, and that's always a plus when you get to see, you know, Dana Bryan go up against new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the negative side, I feel like he's going to be, like, the lone guy at the top. Kind of like how w- what we have the issue with Becky Lynch. She yeah. is at the top, and there's... It doesn't feel like there's anyone close to being able to be a credible opponent for her. Yeah. And I feel like that might be the issue. Like, in the core, like, they can always build up, you know, guys over the course of, you know, Dana Bryan's run in 205 Live. But, you know, that's not really something that we can trust WWE with. Yeah. So, so 205 definitely has the issue of. You know, oh, it's the cruiserweight, so it's different, but it's still, you know, that's a top tier change. Like, no, that's a that's a sub show. That's a you know, when you promote Cedric Alexander and Ali to the main like roster, right. when you have these, it's obviously a step down. So when I mean, it was the same thing when Enzo w- went to yeah. to a five. It's like, oh yeah, he's on two of five live, but he's clearly. You know, if he's at the bottom of Raw, he's at the top of 205 Live, so right. he's immediately belt, and there's no one that can touch him. Yeah. And if that was the case with Enzo, like, you know that's going to be the case with Daniel Bryan. Um, I, so, what really interested me in that whole kind of thing and was more of this hypothetical of, um, you know, when Daniel Bryan says these, like, announcements, mm-hmm. I have an announcement, there is this little bit of, like, is he retiring? Right. Because... We are aware that we're living on borrowed Daniel Bryan time. Right. Um, he was supposed to be retired forever. He had the three years out. Three years out? Is that right? Um, it was close uh, to that. announced his retirement at the, what, the end of 2014 or the beginning of 2015? Beginning of 2015, because I think he did wrestle in that WrestleMania, right? That's when he got the Intercontinental. You're right. You're right. You're right. It would have been the end of 2015 then. Um, or somewhere on that, that point. Um and then wrestled again at WrestleMania 2018. Right. So About three years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, definitely, you know, wrestling on borrowed time. So anytime they have a Dan Bryan announcement, know, announcement it feels like, you, you know, that's the first thing you go to because he's had to already relinquish, relinquish, like, two titles for injury reasons already. Right. Um, so so we, we have this... Interesting thing where um, we we know that at least at one point the agreement was basically you get 
concussion checks every match. Yeah. You know, we, we you every match could be your last match. We are going to test you after every single match, and if it's wrong, that's it. You're done in the ring. Um, now we have this AEW thing, and we have this situation where, you know, Daniel Bryan always kind of had this thread of like, I'm wrestling somewhere. Like you, I've not wrestled my last match. It might be my last WWE match, right? But I've not wrestled my last match. And you know, two years ago, even one year ago, there was kind of this like, okay, sure, go somewhere else, I guess. Um, and now is like, there's this very much like Daniel Bryan going to AEW would be a big, big deal. That would be the obvious step if WWE says, nope, you're done. Then, you know, AEW is a phone call away. So right. I, I don't know if WWE just realistically is as very much like you are wrestling on thin ice every match. Like if it's a kind of thing where, where Daniel Bryan's forced WWE retirement means that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson will appear in AEW they might be a little bit, you know, more hesitant to pull that trigger. Right. Um, However, yeah. we have had this weird thing with um, John Moxley, with Dean Ambrose leaving, it being announced ahead of time, it being this kind of weird thing for a couple of months that was acknowledged but not acknowledged at the same time. And when Daniel Bryan's making this announcement, it kind of gets wondering of there will be another person who to jump ship from WWE to AEW. Right. Um, we can assume there will be another contract that's up and yeah. somebody saying, nope, I want to try or someone to who's, test the waters you know, over here. whose contract can't be frozen any further or contract is ending and there's nothing WWE can do about it. Like, I don't think WWE is going to allow anyone to be released. Like early in their contracts, not right now. Again. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, no, you're right. Um, so, so what do they do when it is a bigger name? When it is a Daniel Bryan level name? Um, I mean, because there, there was like, I mean, there there have been crazy rumors of like Brock Lesnar and stuff. Yeah. And so, while I'm not ready to jump on like the, I, no. you know, no, I don't think. Yeah, no, Daniel Bryan is one of those guys where I just. They would have him probably sit at home if he was really adamant about. Ob- okay, obviously they yeah. would, but would they do anything to him on WWE TV to try and either discredit him, bury him? Um, I would like for in his case, I would like to think not, because you know it, it felt like he's always had a really good relationship with the front office and with Vince and everything like and he seems like he's he goes about things the right way he won't like like yeah he's been frustrated and he'll say things on social media once in a while okay but he's never done or said anything that bad to yeah to the point where like all right he's gonna go somewhere and just screw us over yeah okay. but then again we don't know how right this you know battle between you know companies how vicious is going to get down the road yeah so they um, might just do it flat out like you know, without even thinking about it. I guess this is a good time to any to bring up that we did get since our last recording an official announcement mm-hmm. about AEW. It will be airing its weekly show yeah. on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, we don't still don't have a show name yet. We don't. It's just AEW's wrestling right. show. Um, I believe it's uh, it's a two hour show. A two hour show, eight to ten. I yeah. Believe. 
Um, uh, I, I think a, a two-hour show is, is perfectly fine. Yes. Especially since they're one show a week. Yes. Uh, and they've, you know, they've got a sizable roster to the point where not all of them can show up on every, like, pay-per-view, you know, so they should have plenty of content to work with on the weekly show. Mm-hmm. Um, one hour, I think, would have been too small to cram all that in. Yeah. Because there's times where I feel like NXT should be longer. Right. With their roster being what it is. But, I mean, they still make it work. Well, there's also this feeling of, like, I know you keep saying you're not competing with WWE. You're an alternative, not competition. But we all know your competition. And a one-hour... You're on TNT. You are... It is very, very comparable. Like, the parallels are very easy to draw. Yeah. And a one-hour show is not what a two-hour show is. And so... I think you do need to have the two-hour time slot just to kind of be like, we are here to play. We are not, you know, Ring of Honor, when they had a weekly show, that was a one-hour show. NXT, which is their C brand, mm-hmm. you know, 205 Live, which is their C or D brand, those are one-hour shows. A one-hour show means smaller. Um, now, they now have to fill a two-hour show, which I think they're very capable of, and... We it has proven to kind of be a sweeter spot than three hours is at any point. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Now, when we were you're talking just now about you know guys leaving WWE potentially for AEW or or whatnot, and WWE not you know granting people's releases. I've I've got something a question. Okay. In my in mind. Because we had the really, like, there's not really a good time for uh, anyone to be, uh, you know, arrested for a DUI. But, you know, after you joked about it on Raw with John Cena, you know, three days prior, it's not a good time. And this is not the first time the Usos have had issues with DUI, uh, DUI, you know, alcohol abuse or or whatever, or public intoxication, um, which is what Jeff Hardy was, you know, arrested for, what, two weeks ago? Something like that. Yeah, it's hard to keep Recently. track. Recently, yeah. Um, these and like these, the Usos have had. It's like the one thing that a lot of wrestling fans have kind of been willing to overlook, just because they're so good. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was, you know, uh, WWE has uh, a series. I can't remember what what exactly the series title is. You know, the first one they it was they talked about the the Hell in a Cell match, and like. A lot of it was audio footage, like interviews from both Mick Foley and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was over the phone. Um, but they did an episode of of that with about Eddie Guerrero. And they got to the part where he was released from his contract in 2001 after one DUI. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking of, like, how many strikes is WWE willing to give the Usos? Because I feel like they've been running through... A lot of strikes. I over the la- over you know the last few years. I mean, I think it's very clear that your number of strikes um, varies from wrestler to wrestler, right? Based on in a I've, lot of things, some of them very arbitrary. Yeah. We, 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 the easiest example is you know Randy Orton got two wellness yeah violation strikes, and then they came with like, well, you can you know knock off one of these strikes if you do this, this, and this. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not how strikes work. <laughs> Where they were like, they were ready and willing to 
you know, cut Jeff Hardy off after his third strike. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because I think he's the only one that I can think of that gone through all three strikes. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I, I don't know. And, and this gets into your personal feelings about substance abuse and about sure. different sure. substances. It's just, it makes me wonder if... If possibly losing them to AEW is playing a factor in them disciplining Deuces in any way. I, I think it's very possible. Yeah. I, I think there's also probably some discussions mm-hmm. about alcohol is legal. And, yeah, sure. you know, what does it... And, and this is, again, not not my personal feelings and your personal feelings on substance abuse and different substances right. may vary. But I'm sure there's someone but, who's justifying yes. it like this. Just, yeah. Just objectively... Alcohol is a legal substance, yeah. Um, and if you are a PR person trying to, you know, keep the company in a good light, that is something that enters your mind. Yeah. What does the public in general accept as, you know, a slip, or yeah. versus morally inexcusable? Right. And I mean, I, I feel like repeated behavior is also taken into account because this is, I. One or both of them have some kind of issue, some sort of problem. Yes. Yeah. This is a continual thing. Um, whether or not, because I, I know that there was a lot in dispute about the the situation, I think, last year. Um, I don't know if they were arrested, but they had a confrontation with the cop that also involved, involved Naomi. Oh, geez, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing ended up being charged for anybody because there was a lot of weird sketch stuff going on about that. But... You know, alcohol was still playing a vibrant part in that situation as well. Well, it's it just comes down to then the headline is WWE superstar such and such arrested, right? Or WWE superstar detained, and 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 that's what they're called. They are WWE superstar, and I mean, how how hard are you willing to work to not be trash TV wrestling? Yeah. Um, because for a greater percentage of the world, you're trash TV. Yeah. Wrestling is trash TV. Um, it is down there with, you know, the lower rung of reality shows. Yeah. Um, and, and well, in, in my mind is, you know, how far are you willing to put the interest of your company Ahead of the interest of your superstars, because clearly, like they need some sort of help. Yeah, some some sort of intervention, whether it be somebody from the company or like, I don't understand why, you know, the locker room leader, mm-hmm. literally their cousin, Roman, doesn't step in and say something, or you know, and I, I'm not saying like get the fire them or anything, but do something. But it's clearly something needs to be done because this is not an isolated incident. Um, and it just like the comparison I was making with like Eddie Guerrero, like like I said, they released him after one DUI. Yeah, they weren't messing around then, and you would think in 2019, you know, people are treating drunk driving way more seriously now than they did years in the past. Right, especially when you're in an internet era where everyone is hyper aware of everyone's comings and goings. Um. I just I don't I don't understand like and a lot of it I feel like the worry of losing them to AEW because like honestly completely objective of their outside you know activities mm-hmm. they're 
they're probably the best tag team in the planet. I, they're they're on the running, yes, right. absolutely. Um, and I think they're the best thing that WWE has. And mm-hmm. WWE is suddenly kind of confronted with this, like, tag team wrestling matters. Right. You know? Because <laughs> this other company has kind of forced them to. Yeah. And, and it would be a huge feather in their cap if they're able to snag the Usos. Well... Not saying that they would, because honestly, they would probably would have questions about their behavior as right. well. Right. And, and that, that's kind of where it's interesting, is if you're talking about, you know, oh, should the WWE, you know, cut them to, to you know, yeah. say face... Then you say, "Oh, should AEW snatch them up?" When yeah. clearly the you know the same it, issues exist. Well, yeah, because I mean, a lot of it, like the re- the main reason why they did that with Eddie is a lot a lot of people thought that maybe that's what would get through to him, you know, that that right. would help him fix what was wrong, and ultimately it did. When in this case, it doesn't seem like the case. If if WWE cuts them for that reason, they're just going to well, get paid a lot of money elsewhere. Part of the issue with TNA. Um, in their whole, like, you know, we are a legitimate wrestling company yeah. and we are taking it at WWE, is so many of the wrestlers were what WWE didn't want because of issues outside of the ring. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Anderson, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, you know, these are all kind of stories where... It felt like the narrative was they want to do, you know, these drugs or yeah. whatever moral aggressions. WWE says no. TN- TNA says you can do that over here. Yeah. We'll turn the blind eye. Yeah. TNA was this blind eye company of we don't care what these people do. Morality yeah. clauses are stupid. And like, again, this isn't, you know, like or dislike morality causes, um, everybody has their own lines to draw in the sand. But I definitely think the, you know, we'll let you get away with stuff mentality yeah. of TNA made it feel like a sloppier product than definitely. WWE. I mean, because you end up like situations like that main event with Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah, and Victor Sting. Road. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which, and there was a lot of, compl- like, like, Watching that throughout the backlash of that kind of in real time, mm. it kind of goes from this, I can't believe this happened, I'm so angry, TNA is a company, into this, um, well, what do you expect? This is what you get yeah. when you continue to turn a blind eye to... And hire guys because of their name without really putting any sort of consideration on them needing any sort of help or doing anything about whatever you know they're going through or whatever crutch they're leaning on at the moment um and that's why like i i and i i'm not saying like aw would snatch usos up uh, immediately because you know they probably would have the same concerns that anyone else would with yep. you know hiring somebody who has you know habitual situations like that um uh, i mean honestly like the is the best thing they can do right now because like the usos they're not holding any championships at the moment am i right Mm, Revival's yeah. holding Raw. Yeah, Revival. New Day's holding New Day. SmackDown. So, and WWE is not really con- concerned with continuity with whatever current storylines are going down anyway. So just have the guys off TV, you know, yeah. get Jay some help. Well, I, I think... Do something about the, it. The, I think it goes without saying that, like, ideally, 
the strategy here should be acknowledge what is clearly, you know, mm-hmm. a sign of a call for help, a need for yeah. help, um, and address that, address the person and the issues that are causing this. Um, whether that is WWE, whether that is more specifically Roman and their family, right? Whether that is whoever it is, I hope that some steps are taken beyond yeah. stop getting caught, right? Because that doesn't well, yeah. If you tell someone to stop getting caught, that's not telling them to stop doing that. Just mm-hmm. learn how to get away with it. Yeah, you know, and that's not the best message. <laughs> um, yeah. So like that, that was my main uh, <laughs> my main focus this week was just. All of that nonsense. Yeah. Um, did you happen to watch the Smackville thing at all? Smackville thing? You probably... Well, they, they were going to like cut into a live event last night, Saturday night. Uh, basically, it was a stress run of the new network format. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I didn't really hear a whole lot about it. I mean, Finn, it was supposed to be, uh, Finn was supposed to have his rematch against Shinsuke, but Finn got hurt, so... <laughs> uh, I think Ali stepped in. Yeah. And then they had the triple threat for the WWE Championship with Kofi, Dolph, and Joe, I believe. Um, but speaking of WWE, like, well, I, I think it's Iron Well, I make a joke about WWE not caring about continuity, and then yet we get this new feud with Kofi versus Randy where all they're doing is, you know, addressing their continuity. Their continuity. Which they they should. That is... Yeah, and honestly, like I feel like that's a pretty good, like a pretty good thing to use for momentum going into a bigger show like SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, I don't mind that Randy Orton is in a high-profile match at a big event. Well, and and I, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Um, like right after WrestleMania, we were kind of having like, how long is Kofi going to have the title? Yeah, and Randy Orton was very quickly brought up as. A name of like somebody he should face yeah. in the center. Like, like Kofi as champion versus Randy Orton, the story writes itself, and the story is writing yeah. itself and doing it correctly. So it's like, yeah, this is one of the things. Randy that, had one great promo, I thought. Yeah, from SmackDown this week. Um, I mean, Randy is very much as good as he cares. Yeah, to be, and he seems to care about this. Yeah, whether it be because you know he actually wants a you know a a feud against Kofi, or he just wants a big payday at SummerSlam. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, probably more the money. Um, One thing that I did want to mention, okay, um, with AEW going on Wednesday nights, AEW's show will be directly going against NXT. If they don't decide to move anything as far as time slots go. Yes, NXT is possibly moving to fs1 yeah um as part of the fox deal Mm -hmm. um that is just a rumor right now as far as we know but um one of the considerations that um i i thought of briefly and then Meltzer mentioned briefly and then kind of nothing happened about it but i feel like we should be talking a lot more about Mm -hmm. is um aew if it's going directly head to head with NXT, is that going to spark an interest in Vince McMahon in the NXT product? Because right now, Vince does not seem to care that no. NXT exists. He knows it exists. Yeah, he has probably watched it to some extent, but yeah, I, I think it's very telling. Um, there was one night 
several months ago. It was like Monday, day of, and Vince calls up Triple H and says, like, we need your four top names. Yeah. Um, we're doing a call. We're doing this. Yeah. It's trying to, you know, shot of adrenaline into the ratings kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but every report of that, and, and the most telling thing is, like, he said, we need your four top names. He did not say we need this person, this person, this person. Right. So even, you know, with it being the last minute thing, he did not know who he wanted. Yeah. He didn't. He was not familiar enough with the product mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know what? We need Ricochet. We need Johnny Gargano. Like, we need those pops. Yeah. Send them up. I don't care what they're doing on NXT. Send them up. Uh, just the we need your top four names. No, I, and that makes a whole lot of sense when you think about, you know, um, Street Profits just coming out and talking every week, mm-hmm. you know, and all they're doing is recapping what you've already seen, um, and and they're not wrestling at all. No, at they're all. not. But they think that if they show up with their NXT titles, then that gives NXT, uh, you know, a, a good platform. I guess I don't well, know. Well, I mean, the question is: Are is Vince going to? Suddenly taking it. Is Vince going to have a um, hand in mapping the story of NXT going forward? Not, I don't, maybe not at the beginning. I think one, if AEW is able to establish themselves and uh, if they're able to, to establish themselves and like, you know, position themselves as credible threats, mm-hmm. then maybe. Okay. Um, but I think it's going to be a while before we get to that point. Um, I think if they change too much, if they start changing things about NXT, I think that'll be more evident uh, on how they feel about the whole situation. Like, if they make NXT a two-hour show, if they start doing NXT live instead of, you know... Pre-tapes. Pre-tapes. Um, um, because as far as we know, you know, uh, the AEW Wednesday night show is going to be live every week. Yeah, I I think I think the big tell of will will be that that Vince has a hand in it. If somebody fairly high up on the roster suddenly appears as like I hear NXT is where the real wrestling is, and I can't like like yeah, you you get Seth Rollins suddenly being like NXT my first home. I swear I meant to, and you're like wait a minute, right? Yeah, that's when you you really feel like something's. Fishy, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. It, it'll just be, uh, yeah, it, it kind of a time will tell kind of situation. Definitely, yeah. So, so, um, question. Okay. Since we're on AEW, yes. If I am introduced, and then this is a question I pose to the Trashy Boys as well. Okay, you might have seen it. Um. If I'm introducing someone to AEW, right? What would be the best show to go to introduce them with? Like, Uh, I I feel like it's definitely not. Do do you specifically mean of the three? Of the three, yes. Of the three shows that we've got so far, how much does this hypothetical person know about wrestling to begin with? Um, they're knowledgeable. They're fairly knowledgeable of WWE. Okay. Um, there was a point in time where they were watching uh, at least one show every week for a while. Okay. So, 
I would say moderately. Okay. Aware. Do they know who Chris Jericho is? Yes. They're a big fan of the Jericho KO feud. Okay. I would say either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think you would either double or nothing or fight for the fallen. I think I think okay. either one just not Fighter Fest. I think Fighter Fest is the really because yes. I'm I'm leaning the other way. I think Fighter Fest is the way to go. I think I I think it comes down if you want to be like, hey, you, this is also some wrestling you yeah. should watch. But because, because if it's like, hey, you should watch some good wrestling, then yeah. you just chop it up. You're like, here's this match, this match, this match. Right. Like pick up, pick and choose. But if you are talking about a show mm-hmm. to watch. Those those are the shows that have some level of. There's more to come with AEW, right? Um, you have and 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 part of it in the, like the mentioned Jericho because Jericho's the face that they'll know, and so um, he had the match on Double or Nothing, and then he had the promo that that is leading to we're heading in a direction with this, yeah, um, with Hangman, mm-hmm. um on fight for the fallen okay um i also think that if they you know if they don't watch now so they don't know who john moxley is but they know who dean ambrose is um the unexpected like whoa hey yeah i did not know this was going to happen that's a fair point yeah um you know and and this is somebody who doesn't follow the dirt sheets who has fallen out to some extent but is still aware okay i i think that has the genuine potential to catch them off guard. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to say Fighter Fest is a bad right. choice, but it definitely feels like the most. Here is a wrestling show. Sure, here yeah. are some matches you should watch. They're good matches, and like, mm-hmm. don't don't try and trick me to get on the thing where I'm going to like, you know, complain about the matches. Right. No, they're good matches, but um, Fighter Fest, even if it was a little draggier and a little less mm-hmm. sensationalist. It does. Uh, it is aware that it is the show that you need to end on going like, Oh, what comes next? You have the Kong face offs. Yeah. Um, would you also have a little bit with double or nothing, you yeah. know? All right. So uh, yeah, I understand that now I do. I did have a revelation this week and it might be something that you have recognized and, Maybe you thought it was slightly funny in your head, but it was never funny enough to actually mention. Okay. AEW has been telling us all along, since the beginning, since the inception of the company, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, January? Yeah. That's okay. when they first announced. Since January, they've been telling us that the show is going to be on, on TNT. You know why? Okay, why? Because almost immediately after, they started searching for their a new gimmick that they're going to try to get over. And they don't didn't just pick one person for this gimmick. They picked two, making it not one librarian, but librarians. What movie franchise has TNT been pushing for like a decade now and has a TV show about it? The librarians? The librarians. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It was a giant rib on TNT <laughs> that they're doing this stupid librarians gimmick. It was all because of this stupid Noah Wiley movie franchise. I mean, first of all, it's a fantastic movie franchise. Okay. All three of them are amazing. You should watch them. 
I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> they are fantastic. You should all watch The Librarians. It's a fantastic trilogy. It's a good TV show. It's not a great TV show. But I feel show. like that that's the reason behind this whole gimmick. I mean, maybe. Like, <laughs> like I feel like there's just... It, it's there's not... There isn't, it can't be a coincidence. I think it might be a coincidence. Like... I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Okay, if... If they have, like, the, you know, I don't know. If they have the NBA logo player, like, suddenly become a wrestler, <laughs> then I'm like, okay. No. This is a TNT relationship. But I will remind you that Shaquille O'Neal does have some ring experience. Yes. If, if Shaquille O'Neal shows up on AEW to be like, I'm, in quotes, the b-ball player. <laughs> I mean, he probably would just use his name. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, in that case... I'll be like, okay, this is a this is a T and T connection. I I think I because th- the the young bucks are some next level like smart ass type dudes, mm-hmm. you know, and they they think they're real funny and real smart at the same time. And I feel like they would be behind something like that. Specifically for this reason. All right, I, I do. I think you should you should tweet your revelation. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am just thinking, I'm, see I've, if they say you cracked it or I've been formulating this tweet in my head for a while, and I'm still working some, you know, some mm. some of the rough you know wrinkles out of it. Well, it'll be rough, <laughs> no matter what. But I think it's interesting, and I feel like I'm onto something. All right. Do you have anything else this week? I don't. I mean, it was a slow week. Like it, it really was. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, I mean, what other TNT franchises would? I don't know. There are none. There are none it's, except for the it's librarians. Like Franklin and Bash. No, I did not know. I could not remember librarians was on TNT. Like, if you, I'm pretty. Me, I'm very sure it was TNT. No, I, I definitely believe you. I'm not yeah. calling you out on being wrong. I'm just saying if you had like Johnny on the spot, be like, name a TNT show. I'd have been like NBA playoffs, like end of list that I can think of. Yeah, Law and Order in the daytime. Well, I did forget about Franklin and Bash, <laughs> but nobody watched that. Um, no, it's, it's the, the kind of the problem is the big news is Wednesday nights, October second, AEW, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's what we were thinking. So all of our speculation, you go back for the past four podcasts, right? And all the the, the we've dissected that very thoroughly. So we, that's all we have to, to talk about. Yeah. All right. Anything else this week? Uh, no, I think that's it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at CR Attire, where we live tweet when it's appropriate, and I, sometimes to the Young Bucks, apparently. Just be on the lookout for that tweet. And, and if you have any questions, comments, do you have any suggestions on how I should formulate this tweet, send all that to our email. That's classroomrigatire at gmail.com. We're also on iTunes. This is where to follow the podcast. Give us a rating of five stars. Or write a review. That kind of stuff really helps out the podcast as far as iTunes metrics go. And if you're listening to us on InsidePulse.com, leave us a comment on there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Easy way to follow Chris. Easy way to follow myself. See what other kind of things we're working on. Yep. Until next time, stay classy and huzzah. Huzzah. Huzzah.